Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Alex. And I'm Anthony. And in this mini-sode, I'm talking about the James Webb Space Telescope. I got the, most of this information is from Wikipedia, so nobody's surprised. But also the whereisweb.com uh, website that I've talked about on the yeah. pod before. Um, so, yeah, for those not familiar, maybe just joining us for this mini-sode, which is, this is an interesting spot for you to start. Um, the... <laughs> <laughs> the, the James Webb Space Telescope is a space telescope designed uh, by NASA with contributions from the European Space Agency and the Canadian Space Agency. Um, the telescope is named after James E. Webb, who was the administrator of NASA from 1961 to 1968, and he played an integral role in the Apollo program, so the one that put people on the moon, so kind of a big deal. That's cool. Um this telescope was launched on December 25th, 2021, which you may know as Christmas, uh, and was designed <laughs> to provide improved infrared resolution and sensitivity over Hubble, uh, able to view objects up to 100 times fainter, including observations of some of the oldest, most distant events and objects in the universe, such as the first stars and the formation of the first galaxies. So, like, literally wow. edge of the ever-expanding universe. So, pretty cool. Uh, Super cool. The telescope's primary mirror, the optical telescope element, consists of 18 hexagonal mirrors, uh, uh, mirror segments made of gold-plated beryllium, which combine to create a 21-foot diameter uh, mirror, which gives it a light-collecting area about 5.6 times as large as Hubble's 7.9-foot mirror. So it is significantly larger, and the more light that it can collect, the like better image resolution and detail and distance it can, it can provide. Um, so the telescope must be kept below 50 Kelvin, which is negative 370 degrees Fahrenheit, which is very cold. Uh, yeah. Um, in order to observe faint signals in the infrared without interference from any other sources of warmth, uh, which is part of the reason it will be deployed in space near the sun earth L2 Lagrange point, which we have talked about on the podcast a few times now, I think, which is a point in space about uh, 930,000 miles from Earth um, where it can maintain like a point in space between the sun and the Earth or something like that. I can never remember exactly how to define the Yeah, I don't, I don't remember um, what that is. So. But it's, um, I think it's something about the way the gravity between Earth and the sun like interacts at that point that it can oh. like maintain a position in the sky. Oh, okay. Um but it has a five-layer kite-shaped sun shield, which can protect it from warming by the sun, earth, and moon at the same time. So I kind of didn't realize how this thing works, but the sun shield is kind of, it's, uh, the flat, the back of it, the back, I guess, is facing (laughs) the sun and like earth and moon. Um, and the actual telescope itself is on the other side of that. Okay. So on the side facing those things it's like getting warm and the sun shield protects like means those elements are basically existing in like the cold of space without interference from those warming sources. Okay. Um, so that's what the sun huh. shield is doing. Interesting. Um, which is why it's deployment was like so crucial. Cause if it can't keep those elements at that, ex- those like te- instruments at that extremely cold yeah, temperature, then the whole thing right. won't work. Um, so, 
We're recording this episode on January 16th, 2022, um, which is important because I'm going to start talking now about stuff from whereisweb.com, which is a NASA website where you can track the progress of uh, web. Uh, I think it's going to continue after it reaches its destination too, but um, in the meantime, mm-hmm. uh, it's still on its way there. It's about 807,250 miles from Earth at the time of recording and about 91,500 miles from its destination, which means it's about 90% of the way there. Yeah, it's pretty close. So it's, it's getting Relatively. really close. <laughs> Uh, yeah, relatively speaking, you know, just, <laughs> just 91,000 miles, miles down the road. You can't miss it. Um, <laughs> uh, currently on the quote hot side of the observatory, the sun shield is around 130 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, so that's the side facing the sun while on the cold side, the primary mirrors average temperature is around negative 335 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. So it's pretty close to that like necessary temperature. And it'll continue cooling over the course of like its initial deployment stages, um, but yeah, it's that sunshield is literally drop like the temperature on one side versus the other is about four hundred degrees less on the cold side. That's so amazing to think about. Like, it's it's so cool that they can do that, which is like like relatively thin, I guess. Sunshield, like yeah, because when there's no when air, when you're thinking about it, like that's yeah, exactly. I, I I don't know. It's a cool piece of technology. Yeah, it's a it's many cool pieces of technology all in one, really. <laughs> um, so it's approximately halfway th- at this current moment. It's approximately halfway through the deployment of its mirror segments. They are in the process of moving upward about twelve point five millimeters from their stowed launch position to a deployed state where they will be re- will be ready for the mirror alignment process. Um, so they're moving approximately one millimeter a day over the course of about 10 days. So they're very slowly deploying these segments. Um, okay. I don't really, it wasn't clear from the website why it's necessary that it's that slow, <laughs> but I guess they're in no rush. So <laughs> they have yeah. like this, this 10 days is literally just dedicated to deploying those. Okay. Um, after all of those deployments are completed, the detailed optical mirror alignment process begins, which is about three months long to align the mirrors to, I guess, capture light in the most optimal way. Wow. Uh, the last remaining deployment step is using the thrusters on the telescope to um, finalize its position in L2 orbit. So when it was launched, uh, they like intentionally kind of undershot the exact location it needs to be, like just a little bit. Um, because if it went too far, apparently they would, they like, they wouldn't be able to turn around essentially because that would expose all of the instruments to the sun to the other side. Yeah. And sort of defeat the purpose. So it was important that they undershot it and then it can use its onboard thrusters to propel, like to propel, propel. Propel, Thank you. I was like, propulse. (laughs) (laughs) Propulsion. Propulse. Propulse. Uh, No, to propel it into that final um, location. And like we talked about in a past episode, like they nailed the initial launch. Like they really, it would have been hard for them to do much better than they did, which is really cool. And it's going to make this like, it's going to be able to um, burn less fuel to get into that final position, um, which means it'll be able to last for a lot longer because it will need some of that fuel over the course of time to like correct course Mm -hmm. and um, aim it at different locations. Yeah. Um, oh, this is so cool. I so, can't yeah. wait to see the pictures from the telescope. I know. Oh my gosh. Just imagine based on like what we got from Hubble, like what yeah. we're going to get from something that has like a hundred times the, the, resolution the, the, the resolution, like 
It's just be awesome. I'm so excited. Um, so after it reaches L2, uh, it will take several weeks for everything to cool down to the proper temperature and to remain stable at that temperature. Um, meanwhile, various instruments will start uh, turning on. They're kind of just there's apparently different teams assigned to different instruments and they're like para- in parallel, like turning on their stuff mm-hmm. as they reach certain points. Like it's happening now too, I think, but it's going to be a very long process to get everything up and running. Um, they said the last five minutes of com- minutes, last five months, <laughs> very different uh, of commissioning will be dedicated to aligning the optics and calibrating the various scientific instruments. Makes so sense. It's going to take a pretty long time to get it into a place where we're actually going to start seeing images, but not that long. Like we yeah, probably will start seeing stuff by the end of 2022, which is so cool. It's awesome. I'm so excited to see what this, what this thing produces. Me too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's what I have on the James Webb Space Telescope. All right, that's our mini-sode. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday. As always, links to some of the content we talked about today will be in the episode description. You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knickknacknews, on Twitter at at knickknacknews, and on Instagram at knickknacknews. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.